0: Welcome back. It's Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Companies are always trying to pluck your heartstrings and make you spend your money. And they love trying to get you to relive cherished memories. And they make some profit. That's why they do it. Here are a couple of examples of using nostalgia as a marketing ploy. You, I'm sure, have come across this McDonald's ad that is just loaded with pop culture references to the brand. I mean, there's stuff from Seinfeld. There's stuff from the movie Clerks. It's like non-stop. I want to say there's like 30 references or 40 references in a 30-second commercial. It, it It's fantastic. It is so fantastic sort of speaking about where McDonald's lives in the cultural zeitgeist. Mountain Dew just created a YouTube episode hosted by the late Bob Ross of uh, painting fame, I suppose. And of course, the Barbie movie. Oh man, did it ever re-energize the sale of uh, Barbie dolls. So what are some of the mechanics of this tactic? and, And why is it so effective? Kevin Shaw has some thoughts. Kevin is the host of Mind Your Own Business. Hey, good morning, Kevin. Morning, Dave. Kevin, I am not a robot. I am a hundred percent not immune to uh, nostalgic <laughs> marketing. Hence, the money I spent on Blink One Eighty Two tickets last year, and the money that I will spend to go see Green Day and Rancid next year to try and relive <laughs> my teenage years. But I why so. do you th- why do you think these marketing campaigns are so effective?
1: Well, I I I, you're, I think you hit the nail on the head in your intro. Um, these companies want to tug at your heartstrings. We we tend to be nostalgic for uh, that time between, I would say, twelve and about eighteen or so. Uh, I, I think it actually has to do with the fact that our that our brains are still forming. That that emotions, you know, our hom- hormones are all going crazy when we're teenagers, and and we just kind of gravitate back to that time in our lives when uh, things were a lot simpler and more innocent. And what these companies do is they capitalize on that to, uh, you know, go after a particular demographic and um, and then, you know, get them feeling those same emotions again by calling back to TV shows, calling back to movies, music, especially, uh, you know, that was there in their formative years
0: there's comfort in familiarity. There's this great meme going around that sort of uh, chronicles the life of someone and their love of music. And it starts with, this radio station is playing my favorite song. This bar is playing my favorite song. This restaurant is playing my favorite song this grocery store is playing my favorite song and and that's and, the, and that's the kind of thing, exactly what you're saying right that we end up establishing these connections of familiarity that forever will link us to something like that and it's actually quite easy to pluck that string
1: you'd be surprised how much science there is that goes into nostalgia marketing um i mean they they not only look at look at age, but they look at, um, you know, cultural influences. They look at spending power. Um, you know, they, they look at, at where you are sort of on the, on the income ladder. I mean, that's why a lot of these stores and restaurants and bars and stuff are using the, that throwback music. It's to basically to get you to, to spend money.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And and listen, you, you, the fact is that, that you talk about spending power and the aging of a demographic. That's mm-hmm. that's why Dr. Dre played the Super Bowl halftime show a couple of years ago, because oh, oh, because for sure. cause, cause now people who are in their late 30s and early 40s, those are the spending power demographics. So the Super Bowl halftime show, which is a giant commercial for Pepsi, is going to try and appeal to them.
1: Yeah. Oh, of course
0: uh what about the flip side though kevin because sometimes there's a little bit of crassness to trying to utilize nostalgia even though there is that secret sauce there is a little bit of science what's the flip side when maybe this uh kind (laughs) of misses the mark and sinks to the bottom
1: well you know we all know about the cases where uh a company will try to invoke nostalgia and uh, maybe dig up a you know, a, a long-forgotten celebrity, a long-forgotten musical icon, movie star, and something comes out, and they've had a checkered past. Uh, that comes out. Of course, it wasn't there when when we were all younger and and you know, listen to their music or whatever. But something comes out of the closet, and you know, it's a yeah, it's a skeleton, and all of a sudden, that nostalgic campaign a uh, scandal and can really backfire really quickly on uh, <laughs> on brands
0: yeah, sometimes you dig up that old celebrity, and it turns out that old celebrity has uh, some some ideas that are uh, at least perceived as radical, or a history that uh, that you, maybe you haven't considered. I think uh, Dr. Dre probably has a skeleton or two in his closet that uh, did not get explored <laughs> too widely before uh, before that halftime show. Uh, Kevin, I, I, I'll say this as someone who's turning 40 this week. Like, I'm turning 40 on Friday. Yeah. These are nostalgic. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday. uh, I appreciate it. That was not me uh, fishing for happy birthday. It was me, (laughs) uh, of course, sort of setting up this thought. When I think about maybe the uh, backlash or the downside of nostalgia marketing, Mm -hmm. who, man, like there is the risk of maybe making your people feel a little bit too old, right? You might not actually be capturing that feeling of youth. You might be making them feel a little bit forlorn for the feeling of youth.
1: Yeah. uh, So there's that. And, uh, you know, I definitely think that that this can backfire in the way that people might feel a little manipulated as well Mm. of like, Hey, you knew this was big when, when I was growing up and uh, you know, I passed that phase of life and now you're trying to, you know, dig, dig all this stuff up again. Um, You know, playing with people's emotions can be very tricky and it's uh, I, I think it takes some, You know a lot of finessing to get it right you've got to get the emotion right you've got to get the you know the music right you've got to get the you know the buy-in from the public correct otherwise it's uh you know it's just that one cog in the in the machine that that throws the whole thing off
0: <laughs> uh kevin i i'm i'm <laughs> I, I, know, I know that you're someone who's, who's who's a little more immune to these things than i are you're smarter than i you're, you're a little closer to that robot uh than me but but i feel like come on there's got to be a nostalgia campaign that at least got you in your heart a little bit as well like, like what's one that that, that that jumps out to you
1: um, so I I was doing some I was doing some research on this over the past couple of days, and there was a there's a great campaign by Spotify that uh, used these uh, outdoor ads to uh, cater to their 35 to 44 uh, demographic. And there's one there's one spot. Uh, and on the left side of the ad it says 1983. U B Forty Red Red Wine, and on the right side it says two thousand eighteen U B E Forty oh, no. Red Red Wine. <laughs>
0: oh, that's good. I like.
1: And I thought that was pretty clever. Um, there is also the big Wayne's World. Did you did, did you see the Wayne's World come back from the uh, Super Bowl yep, a few years back?
0: Yeah. Oh man, the Super the Bowl three. commercials are all about nostalgia. All about nostalgia. Yes.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really well done.
0: <laughs> I, I remember this wasn't necessarily nostalgia per se, but it was a Coca-Cola ad from the turn of the millennium that that didn't necessarily play on a specific nostalgic uh, uh, act or person but it explored this idea of three people taking a train after a concert and sharing a bottle of Coca-Cola and it was just sort of about uh, it was very like it was a very I feel infinite in this moment and and I remember Uh watching the commercial as a young person being like that's awesome and I still think about that commercial to this day anytime I'm taking like the subway home from a concert or going home from a bar with my friends and like laughing and joking on the subway and I'm like, yeah, those are the moments where you did feel infinite. Yeah,
1: yeah. well, you you probably remember Toronto's uh, World Series win back in the back in the '90s, and uh, at the end of the game, there was that Coke commercial that ran right after they they um, you know the the Jays had won the World Series. And uh, you know that that's one that will always kind of s- stick in my mind. The mm. um, you know the whole Coca-Cola song. Oh, uh, Coca-Cola the real thing.
0: The, see, these are people who know how to make some advertisements. The people at Coca-Cola, <laughs> they uh, know what they're doing, no doubt about it. Hey, Kevin, thank you for this. And just before I say goodbye. New season, Mind Your Own Business, uh, dropping next Wednesday, November the 15th. Come on, man, you gotta be excited about season three hitting the airwaves. Season three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think we've got a great season this year. I'm really proud of uh of what we've done. And uh hey, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing some some great feedback.
0: Right on. Well, that's Kevin Shaw. He's the host of Mind Your Own Business. Season three returns Wednesday, November the fifteenth, nine PM Eastern time on AMI TV or you can find episodes after they air at amiplus.ca, amiplus.ca. Coming up next, Microsoft is incorporating a virtual assistant called Copilot. In its most recent update of Windows 11, Marco Pasqua, Elizabeth Moeller, and I weigh in with our thoughts on this new feature. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv.